Hello and welcome back to the Dungeons and Dragons Podcast UK. My name is Yasmin and I will be the DM. Hi, my name's Samantha. I play Laura Greyvale, a sorcerer from Nefalia. Hello, I'm Colin Robinson and I play Cuin de Greymont, a paladin from Gavany. Hi, I'm Ryan and I play Ogvar, a ranger from Kessig. Ogvar and Delora pelted up the promontory and were promptly received into the house of the Archangel Avacyn by Esther, the church warden. Once in her private apartments, she offered them food, drink, warm blankets and good company, while outside the grim, geistly storm tightened its grip over Junau. We rejoin our friends in front of the fire with their mugs of cocoa. Episode 11. A very undeadly encounter. Yes, um, well actually... Looking for somebody or some uh, information about about them. Uh, that's why we were originally going to come up here. Oh, oh, okay. Well, it's what brought us to Drenau, yes, isn't it? Yes, yes. Um, we were just wondering. We, we do you know a lady called Katria Anna Brun? She pauses for a moment. She says, "Ah, uh, she." Wouldn't happen to be a redhead, would she? Oh uh, yes, yes. Uh, oh yes, yes, yes. I do. Lovely, lovely young lady. She came a couple of months ago. It must have been, unless my memory's failing me. Uh, she was quite recent though. She came and she was bringing me a letter, you see, and telling me my my uh, my grandson had been told to uh, take over my post here. She bought you a letter. Telling your grandson to take over from you? Yes, yeah, she'd um, she'd uh, she'd uh, caught um, she'd dropped back to the church and she was coming out this way anyway, and she offered to take a letter for me. So, still waiting for my grandson to turn up though. He should have been here the other day. Uh, and where exactly is he uh, coming from? Robin. Okay. Having uh, some fun with his friends, I'd imagine. How old is your grandson, may I ask? Oh, he's he's twenty, twenty-seven now. Okay. About the same age as our young human here, then. What, what, what was his name? Oh, Florent. Florent is his. Is that all you can tell us about Katerina? Did she mention anything else while she was here? Did she leave anything while she was here? Other than the letter, that is. No, 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 she didn't. Sweet, sweet girl she was. Just bought me the letter. Do you know where she was headed after this? Not a clue, sorry. Have you still got the letter? Yes, of course. May I have a look at it? Of course. Right. She ruffles through a couple of papers on her desk and gives it to you. Okay. Um, may I um, do uh, an investigation? Or, no, it's not investigation here, is it? It's a... Uh, what sort of... It's not a search. What is it? Uh, intelligence check? Wisdom check on it? Would, um, see if there's anything about do? the letter that would give us any other clues. There's nothing. It's a letter from her grandson. Right. Okay. I won't do that then. 
Right, I'm going to ask Esther, um, I'm going to say to Esther, um, so Esther, what's your story? She gives a wry smile and she pulls her blade from its sheath. She lays it across her lap and she, she strokes lovingly along the blade. And she smiles and she goes, I have many stories, my dear, but tales of my youth are the best ones. Well, it's going to be a long night, so why don't you share some of that with us? I'd be more than happy to. It's been years since anybody's asked me to share my stories. And she she starts telling you about her youth. She tells you about how she grew up in Junau and she became part of the church. And she tells you about how she became part of one of the church's orders. The order known as the Midnight Duelists. And at this point, she explains exactly what the Midnight Duelists were. Midnight Duelists is a part of the church which only have really tenuous connection to the church's hierarchy. And you would know some of this, Kewin. Although the Midnight Duelists aren't really discussed because they're a lesser-known branch, you have encountered tales of them before. But Midnight Duelists are based in the port towns of Nefalia, and they patrol the streets, particularly at night, on the lookout for thieves, vampires and corpse traders. They are experts in blade work, and when a vampire, according to Nefalian dueling culture, um, sorry, Nefalian dueling etiquette, she explains, that a vampire can challenge a citizen to duel. It's not very common because, and she explains, it's not very common because vampires are proud creatures. And she has this look on her face when she's talking about the vampires, and it's, it's really hard to decipher what the look means. But she's got a certain look about her face, almost like a wistful, longing look on her face. But according to Nefalia's formal duelling etiquette, should a vampire challenge a citizen, a midnight duelist would often step in as a proxy for the challenged citizen. And she talks of her days as a midnight duelist really fondly. You know, this is something she's really proud of. She's done, she's, you know, she's spent her entire life practicing the blade and being uh, dueling and she's survived. So when she's finished telling us all this, I'm going to say, well, that's fascinating. That's really interesting. So you are a master with blades, then? Oh, I'm I'm quite handy with them. Yeah, it sounds like it. I I don't I don't know much about anything sort of holy. I, I don't know much about the different orders of the church. That's more Kieran's thing, I'm sure. But I think that's fascinating. Thank you for sharing that. That's this must be quite a dull existence for you compared to that. She gives a she's a wry grin and she says. Well, with, with the way things are at the moment, it's, it's never a dull day, I wouldn't say. I don't get out much anymore. I have to stay and look after the church. But it sounds like if you did go out, you'd know how to look after yourself. She gives you a grin, and it's one of those sharp grins which, you know, she's more than aware that she's capable of handling herself, even at her age. Yeah, well, well I, uh, I do try and uh, keep the old body going. Yeah. I reckon we could probably learn a thing or two from you. I'm more than happy to teach. It's been a while since I've had any company. Now that's interesting. Kieran, I'm going to need to speak to you later on. Excuse me for talking across to you, Esther. Something's, something's just popped into my mind and I need to talk to you about it. Oh, yes, no problem. Uh, Perhaps later when everyone's gone to bed, yeah? Yeah, oh, oh, OK, yes, yes. That's yes. Should be fine. Even if she's experienced with swords, would it be worth showing her? A knife. Highly likely. I hadn't thought of that. I was too busy thinking okay, of something else. Okay, I can see it in character, but I have, it's not on me, so 
Who's got it? I've got it. Okay. <laughs> well, I will suggest it now then. Uh, Laura, do you think it might be wise to show Esther the curious blade we found on the way here? Do you think it might be worth it? Struth, I, I hadn't given that any thought, to be honest. Um, yeah, I mean, well, we couldn't work out what exactly. Yeah, um, Esther, would you mind taking a look at this and, and, and just giving us your thoughts on this and see if you can figure out if it is anything specific or if it is just, you know. She takes the blade very gently from you. She's holding the very tip and the, the uh, she's got a light grip under the handle. And she takes it and she spins it round in the light and she inspects it. And... Yes, she goes, ah, yes, uh, 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 here, hold this. She hands it back to you and she walks over to a bookcase and she bends down quite slowly, bends down, and she pulls a book out. And she starts thumbing through the pages, and if you can all make me a spot check. Eight all in for Laura. Mm. Ten all in for me. Ten all in for Ogvar as well. Okay. You are just about able to see in the shadow flickering, uh, shadows flickering around the fire and the light flickering. The title of the book is Blades. It's literally just blades. It's a very inspired title, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> and she starts flicking through the pages. And she is looking for... Ah, here it is. She stands up and she wanders closer to the fire and she's holding the book in one hand. And she turns her hand down the page. And she comes to stop and she just taps on the page. She goes, yes, yes. Uh, she said, I, I thought I rec- recognised this from somewhere. She said, never can have a... Uh, a Book of Blades is always very useful. Uh, she says, I believe it's an adamantine dagger. And the adamantine dagger is a non-magical dagger made out of adamantine. As a masterwork weapon, it has a plus one enhancement bonus on attack rolls. An adamantine dagger? That's... Well, that's interesting. That's really interesting. May I uh, in- inquire as to where you... It? You don't see these very often, you see. No. Well, we had a, a bit of a strange encounter, to be fair. Um, we had a bit of a... Something happened, and... Well, I don't know, Old Val, you explain. Well, it was like this. We were travelling on the road to Drunel uh, yesterday, and we all came across, we all saw it, it was, it was a cart in the middle of the road, but uh, we we were down there, it was, it was all there, we all had a look through it and found this dagger and I found a ring and nobody near it. And as we walked up the bank to have a look around, see who else was there, the, the cart just vanished and we heard a woman's voice crying out to us. But then nothing else. She kind of she goes, oh, hmm, very strange, strange. Yes, I have, I have heard of things like this before, but I didn't think they were real. I thought they were just delusions or perhaps a drunkard or two. No, it was very, very real. We, we, we all saw it, and, and okay. definitely no, no. Ogfa, why don't you? Ask Esther if she can have a look at the ring as well. I suppose I can. 
Can I take the ring off or is it stuck on me thing? Yeah, or? you can take the ring off. Okay, so I can remove the ring and I hand it over to her. Yep. So you hand it over to her and she takes the ring and she has a good look at it. Uh, and she goes, yes, yes, she said, that's a very little, handy little ring you've got there. That's a, I would look after that well. Do you good, I reckon. Oh, great. Yes, um, it's, it's most definitely real. I'm touching it now. Can I have it back then, please? Oh, yeah, yes, of course, of course. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> well, what, do, you know what the, do you know what the ring is? Do you know what, does it have anything about it? Is it magical? Is it? Oh, oh yes, of course. It's it's it, it's a ring of protection. Oh, just a small a small blessing on it to uh, give you a bit of boost against fighting and monsters. That'll serve you well. That will, Ogva. Nice find. I think so. I'm going to switch the dagger that she's handed back to me. Now I know what the dagger does. I'm going to switch it with the dagger that's on my side, which is an ornate dagger that matches my crossbow, etc. But I'm just going to slide that. Well, I'll slide a second one in next to it so yep i'm gonna put one on one side one on the other so i know which is is which yep okay yeah, yeah unfortunately i didn't really get anything from there so oh dear well alora's thinking is that the dagger's not going to be that useful to kirin because kirin's got a much bigger weapon Ooh, skin something better with the dagger i have got a dagger i just didn't use it i used just carried on using my sword <laughs> <laughs> i've got a yeah, I've got a dagger here. So, what were, you, what were you all doing? Well, now we know what, what we've got. Yep. I'm going to ask Esther. Esther, you you seem to... Do you hold some particular powers? Because you... I've tried to look at these and I, I couldn't figure out whether they were magical or not. The only powers I have, my dear, is old age. Mm. I'm going to accept that for now. Obviously, there's more to that than oh, meets oh, the Well, eye. obviously, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a midnight duelist. I'm, well... I still am, and in my later years, I find myself—it's it's harder to get around, well, harder than it used to be. So, I've taken up a bit more of a clerical study. So, I mean, obviously, I've—I can heal. I've healed you lot. You have. Thank you very much. And these spectral encounters that we described to you—has any more happened recently, or are they still quite uncommon? To be honest, I—I I, I wouldn't know. I've—I've uh, I've heard tales of them. But they've always been just that, tales. There've never been any real proof of them happening. I, I, I mean, I believe you. I, I mean, I've seen your ring and I've seen your dagger. I, I believe that you have experienced one of these, but no, I, I, I've never seen one or experienced one myself. Uh, should you seek answers, I would recommend perhaps trying to get into contact with, uh, what was his name? Oh. Me. Jenrick, that was his name, Jenrick. He's supposed to be one of the most renowned astronomers in, in Innistrad. I'm, I'm sure he may have some theories as to why it happens. We, we've heard of him. Have you? We haven't. Ah, wonderful. Right. So is the night drawing out now? Or is what sort of time are we getting on to? It's about half six now and it's dropping down dark. Is the storm still raging? Oh yes, it's still going outside. Still, it doesn't seem like it will die down soon. Okay. We are in for the night. Mm. Anybody have anything they want to ask Esther? Not at the moment. Have you ever heard of the uh, underground market? You know, where uh, uh, various items are sold, not quite uh, 100% legit, shall I say? 
<laughs> she looks at you, she gives this sly grin. She goes, my dear, everybody knows about the underground market. It is what Judao thrives off of. Yeah, right. Is there any particular area to seek it? Or any particular area to avoid? Yes, uh, the, the underground market, as you say, is... Uh, there are numerous underground markets throughout Defaria, mostly in the three main cities, Havengull, Stelhof, and, of, of course, Junau. However, when you say underground market, it is more split into the black market and the underground arenas. So I, I used to uh, occasionally pop over that way myself when I was younger. Would I not know anything about this? I'm fairly worldly wise travelling around on cargo ships and stopping at various Mommy ports. a knowledge local. That could be fair. <laughs> Here we go. That's a 16 all in. Yeah, you've heard of the Haven Goal underground market. That's my hometown, isn't it? Yeah, you, you have heard. As soon as she says black market and underground arena rather than underground market, you get that click. It, it fits. You recognise those two titles from Haven Girl. Right. And although they, they will run slightly different operations in different areas, you do know a little bit about the Haven Girl one. Okay. And she carries on. She goes, the the, um, the black market is in now. It is split into two. The There is one black market which operates through the underground arena, and there is another located underneath the dockside market the, the underground arena the way the black market works there is that the two work in conjunction with each other so when they say underground market that's probably what they're referring to uh, fights take place in the arena and all around the inside of the cavern itself there is market stands and for the trade of illegal goods but the dockside markets are less high class they don't sell as as expensive as uh, an illegal item, just so, so to say. So more for like contraband rather than... Yeah, so contraband instead of like magic items. Did you spectate or partake in the underground arena yourself in your youth? Oh, uh, uh, a little bit of both occasionally. Hmm. How exciting. I, I, may be, I may be holy, but I, I can have my fun. Ah, yes, uh, I know, when the blood gets up and you rush... Waha! Yes. <laughs> Yes, I totally understand that. Yes. <laughs> Swinging something around, getting all excited. Uh, Waving his fail like Hanky. Uh, do, do, <laughs> what, what, what sort of prizes do they give? Is it just money or weapons or just the sheer joy? She, she gives a rise mouth. She says, my dear, I haven't been there in many a year now. At, at least a decade I haven't been down there. She said, I, I don't know what it is like now. But in my day, it was there. Well, there was prestige, I suppose, in in fighting. But as a midnight duelist, not many people wanted to uh, fight me, so the prizes weren't all that great. But it was always for the fun I fought, not for the prize. <laughs> yes, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome, and we could do with a bit of coin. Are you up for it? Uh, yes, yeah, I don't mind. Uh... No, I didn't expect him to say that, Ogva. <laughs> but that sounds like some fun before we go anywhere. Oh, yes. I could obviously give it a, a try. Nobody... Do, is, it, is it to the death or just to... Uh, uh, <laughs> one says, OK, enough, 
you know, uncle or whatever they say. One says okay. Uh, you, wow. you would have to inquire at, at, at the arena itself, uh, but in my day it was uh, done on blood. First blood through to third blood, my dear. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, I understand. Yes, I'll have to think about this. <laughs> Laura is just sat there looking at Kuin with one, one eyebrow raised. And at this point, she starts regaling you with stories in the arena and she goes, she goes, she gets this light in her eyes and she goes dramatic and her hands start going and she's like, oh, I slash down and she's got all the hand movements going and she's really hyping you up. She's, you know, she's just reminiscing on her days in the arena when she would just slash through her enemies and defeat them one by one and dispatch them and she's, you can tell that she's having a great amount of fun with this. Alora's sitting there listening to all of this with her, with the remnants of her now cold hot chocolate but she doesn't care. Um, uh, and she's thoroughly enjoying um, Esther's tales. Oh, bravo! <laughs> yeah, she's uh, she's really going. At this point, she goes full, full out, and she's just rolled a nat twenty on her perform check. So, <laughs> <laughs> so at this point, she stands up and her blanket trails around her like a cloak, and it it flies out, and she pulls a sword and she starts flinging her sword around. And for a woman of her age, you're all stood there going. What? And she's there just twirling and her footwork is... You can't believe it. It's it's like, you're looking at this, you're going, how? And she's there twirling with her sword, slashing at invisible enemies. And I'm assuming you're absolutely loving this, Kieran. Oh, yes, yes, no! (laughs) I've got sort of sat in his chair and just like... Every time the sword comes around, like ducking out of the way and trying trying not to get his head stuck off. This is when you need uncanny dodge just from a display, <laughs> isn't it? Look over at Laura and go, well, I hope he doesn't start joining in as well. well. I don't know, that could be quite entertaining, Kieran. I mean, Ogva. <laughs> Everyone roll me a listen check. Listen check. 18 all in. 18 all in. 15 all in. Wow. Just for look once, guys. She rolled a 15 as well. Right, at this point, you all hear bang from inside the church from inside the main body church and it echoes out and she stops stock still where she is she just stands still her sword's still drawn and her she's got this look about her she's she's gone sharp she's looking she goes i do hope that isn't what i think it is i'm now getting to my feet because i can sense trouble she walks over to the door and she pulls open the door just a crack and she she opens it up and obviously it's the spiral staircase so she can't see down so she's very she starts walking downstairs are you going to follow her i'm drawing my crossbow before i do anything else yep. and then i'm going to follow my short bow's out and i'm going to make sure that my crossbow's loaded knocked. yep well i'm gonna i'm um, put my helmet back on yep now it's fixed ish are you and putting I'm, your armor back on or are you i yes i'm going to put my armor back on right okay uh, very quick with that you will be behind the others because you've got to put your armor back yes on. uh Bring it up the rear, uh, and I'm gonna instead of drawing my sword, I'm gonna draw my flail. Dear. Right. What's the order here? I'm got right. So, so she's gone out the door. Well, I'm at the top. Are you gonna be behind me, Laura, or are you in front of me? I will go. Behind, you went out the door first, didn't you? I think. I think. Did you? I think. Well, we both followed her at the same time. Yeah. All right, I'll go in the middle then. I always put the sorcerer in the middle. So she stops at the bottom of the stairs, and everyone make me a high check. Oh, I made—I don't think I've ever made one of those before. 
Oh. I've got 14. 11 all in. 7 point. A bit difficult to hide on a set of stairs, surely. Well, yeah, okay, so the two of you, Kieran and Ogbar, you're at the back, so you're fine. You're fine, and she's definitely fine. Okay, so as you're all kind of stacked up on these stairs, there is another loud bang. And another bang. Can I ask her, this, can I ask her at the moment? What do you think it is? I think it may be the entrance to the catacombs. Ah. Entrance to the catacombs? Well, yeah, I mean, yes, we have to we have to put our, bed, our dead somewhere. Well, I, yeah, I understand that. Is this something that happens... Oh, I've never had it happen here before, no. Right. But I, I fear it, it may be. And what's keeping the catacombs shut at the moment? A door. Is it a big door? Yes, it's, it's quite a large door. And then you hear a massive squealing <coughs> twin sound. Might not be big enough. And that goes the door. Are we all get get on the ground floor now? You are all stacked up round the stairs, as it is. Oh, as it is. So we're still actually on the stairs. Yes. So I can't see nothing. You can't see anything. No, because it spirals round. So she it? turns around. She whispers. She goes, "Well, the uh, it appears that the catacombs have been broken open, and we we may have a slight undead problem." Oh, fantastic. So, Oh, she got in there first. I was about to do something. <laughs> mm, eight. Oh, dear. That's a three all in. Okay, mine will be ten. No, it's not. It's a five all in. Sorry. Five. Does it matter that they are my. If, if they are undead, then that's. I have a third enemy. Yes, that would count, yes. Right, okay, so we are going into combat. The, the church is dimly lit, so you've got, you have got light, but it's quite dim light. There's a couple of braziers in the room. Uh, in fact, I will make a note of where they are. There is a brazier in this corner here, just in this hex there. And there's also a brazier over here. Uh, and there's also kind of various candles kind of on the wall and sconces, and there's a, like a couple of chandeliers. Like old gothic chandeliers with candles in them, hanging from the ceiling. Okay, so first up we have Mace. So as it's these two at once, Mace and Shield, they are both going to walk in and they're just appearing in this room. And they can't see you, so they're just going to dust their turn. Okay. Next up is Ogvar. Okay. So, so just to make the point that none of you can actually see this apart from Esther. Because we're still in the spiral. You're still of the in the staircase. spiral staircase. Okay. And but they don't know we're there yet. Either. No, they can't see you. They've just burst out of this massive door. They've just burst out and they're just kind of pouring into the room at this point. Okay. I've already got my bow and arrow out. Can I get past Esther or is she? Yeah, if you've got a friendly ally you can slide past them in five foot square. So I can sort of come to just here on the corner. Yep. So I can sort of like flatten myself against the wall and sort of take a, a sneaky shot. Yeah, sure. Okay, so uh, roll to here. I mean, sure uh, I've got the range, hold on. You're trying to do this sneakily, yeah? Yeah. Yep, okay, roll me stealth check then. Okay. Stealth. So it'd be a move slightly, move sorry. That's going to be 12. Yeah, you're fairly sneaky. You managed to fashion yourself against the wall. There's a bit of a, uh, a 
a bit of chinking as you try and slide past Essa because it's quite a narrow staircase and you do nearly slip on the uh, very edge of the stairs because they get, obviously get smaller the closer you get to the middle post. Uh, but you manage to get past and they don't really seem to be any the wiser. Okay, I'm make sure I've got range here. So that's, that's going to be 5, mm-hmm. 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40. Yeah, I've got a 60 foot range, so I am okay. Okay. Okay, yeah, so I would like to let a silver arrow go at the one with the mace. Okay. So I do have a plus two on damage roll, so that won't affect my roll to hit. Won't affect your roll to hit, no. Okay. Okay, so roll to hit. Roll to hit. And that's going to be a. It's going to be plus four, so that would be a nine. Doesn't hit. Doesn't hit, okay. The arrow flies past. Well, actually, it flies right through his rib cage because he's a zombie. He's got a bit of a hole. You manage to actually shoot straight through the hole in his rib cage, right. and it passes through and hits the uh, hits part of the remnants of the door behind him, and it lands with a thud, which echoes. And they're now alerted that there's it's obviously someone trying to attack them. Okay. Okay. So next up we have the axe, and what's their intelligence like? They don't have intelligence, so he doesn't know where the arrows come from. He's just going to move into the room. Stand there doing nothing because I still can't see you, even though they even though they know someone shot at them. Okay. So next up we have Spear. He's going to do the same. So we've now got four zombies. So you can now see this Ogvar, and so can maybe not Esther now, but there are now four zombies in this room. Okay. Can I relay that information? Back? Yeah, sure. It seems that um, some zombies have uh, come out of the crypt. About four of them. Oh, sure. Okay, right. Everybody loves a zombie, don't they? Okay, so next up we have Q in. This is going to get interesting. Right, well, first thing I'm going to do with my racial trait, Wonder Award, which is a bless. Yeah. And I can add to my armour class, and that lasts for six hours. Is that a 1d4? So as a casting action, you can bless yourself and one ally for six hours. Uh, so are you, you're second level now, aren't you? Mm-hmm. So you can bless yourself and two allies now at this point. Right. Right. And we all get to, or are they all those, the same as mine? Those affected by the blessing can use a reaction to add 1d4 to their AC when hit by an attack from undead, werewolves or vampires. So if, say, you bless Alora as part of your blessing, you bless those two in yourself, and Ogvar gets hit by a vampire, as a reaction, Ogvar can roll a d4 to add an extra d4 onto his AC. So it's only when hit, but the blessing will last throughout six hours. Okay. Okay. It's a different roll every time you get hit. It only, it only activates once. Oh, so, you get, so if you roll a one, every time you get attacked by an undead? No, 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 it only activates single time. So if you got hit by a vampire, you went, I'm going to use Wonder Reward, I'm going to uh, expel that dice. You roll it, you get, oh, I got four extra to my AC, which means vampire doesn't hit, but then that's, blessing's okay, gone. Cool. You don't get another one. Same with me. With me. Yeah, same with you, same with anyone else who's blessed by or affected by so, the blessing. Because I get that. That's one of my racial traits. So. Yep. Okay. Right, well, I'm. How far can I move without. Uh... I'm going to say you probably can't because of your armour. Yes. You're not going to be so, able to get past unless you actually push him downstairs. You can delay your turn if you wanted to. Uh, basically, uh, I can't do an awful lot. Okay. So I'm going to defer my turn because obviously uh, I've been informed that there's v- zombies mm-hmm. in the what's it 
So detecting evil isn't going to do me an awful lot of good. Okay. Zombies, especially if I've got a mate, an axe and spear, tend not to be very good. So I'm going to have to quite literally defer my my go because I can't get anywhere. When do you want to come in? Do you want to come in after the law is gone? Yes. Yeah, okay. okay, so then after that, next up is Esther. Esther is going to flip past Ogvar mm-hmm. and she's going to kind of duck and dive behind that pew there, so the very edge of that pew. And she's going to dive and she's going to try and hide there. She's going to try and move slightly and hide. So she's not very quiet on the move silently. And then she gets a 20 on the hide. So yeah, she manages to hide herself pretty effectively. And that is the end of her turn. And then we have Elora. Right, Elora is going to move down to the bottom of the stairs so she has a line of sight on... We're talking to like here. Yeah, I'm assuming you, you, you conveyed back up what we got, didn't you? Yeah. Right. It's about 15, so you've got half your movement left. Right. What's the distance between me and them? 5, 10, 15, 20, 25-ish is the closest one. 25 feet. Okay, so I've got 35 feet. I am going to cast Orb of Acid. The range is 25 feet plus 5 feet for two levels, so basically I've got a 35 foot range. Um, where's 35 feet on here? That I've got three so within if I range. Square the mark. Those are there, so you're, he's out of your range. Okay, so I can but get one of these two here. here and that one. They're both in range. They're both in range. Okay. Um, right, it's an orb of acid about three inches across. I'm going to turn my palm upwards, and I actually no, I'm going to turn my palm facing downwards with my hand held up, and I am going to cast orb of acid. Um, it deals 1d6 points of acid damage per caster level. So it's a ranged touch attack to hit my target. Okay, roll to hit. Roll to hit. Oh, <laughs> Here we go. Uh, plus my initiative, innit? No. No, just on its own. Oh, it's a nat 20. It's a nat 20. Get in! Yes! Magic doesn't do anything on the nat 20, though, does it? No. But it's still a nat 20. It's still a nat 20, <laughs> so congratulations. Um, Is that the first one? It's the first one today. Yeah. <laughs> right, so yeah, you definitely hit. So 2d6. Which one are you aiming at, by the oh, way? Oh, sorry. Um, I'm going uh, I'm gonna aim for... Let's go for the, the beefy-looking guy nearest us. Axie, yep. Yeah. Who? Axie. Axie, yeah, he's got an axe. Axie's axe. got an axe, right. Come on, make it a good one. Oh, three points of damage. Do you damage. add anything onto that? Um, it's usually plus something, isn't it? N- no. Is it not plus something? No, there's no plus to that. They've got a, oh, there's a, there's a saving throw, a fortitude partial. Okay, what's the, what's the DC? I don't know. What does it say in the book? It doesn't say anything in the book. It's just got fortitude partial. Okay, what's your spell save DC? Oh, hang on a minute. A creature struck by the orb takes damage and becomes sickened by the acid's noxious fumes for one round. A successful fortitude save negates the sickened effect but does not reduce the damage. Right, okay. Well, it doesn't matter because it's a zombie. It's undead. It won't affect it anyway. No. So it's sickened? No, because it's a zombie. It's undead. Oh, okay. Okay, so next up we have 
queuing because you delayed your turn. Yes. Well, I could only move 20 foot, so basically I'm going to uh, go down. You won't be able to get past them, so no. I'll still on stairs. Yes, well, I'll go and stand behind Ogva. Okay. Do you want to do anything else while you're there? There's not an awful lot I can do. Okay. Please. Are you casting Wander Award? Not yet, because... No? Uh, okay. I can't get out. <laughs> okay, so next up we have... Mace and Shield. Oh, hold on. Wander Award is... Uh, I cast that uh, earlier, but until... Uh, no, because what you did was you delayed your turn. Okay. If you delay your turn, you take no action on the turn. Oh, okay. So if you can cast Wonder Award yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Yep, so who are you casting it on? Well. Ogva and Alora. Okay, so... And myself. And yourself, obviously. Okay, so Ogva and Alora, you both have an extra D4 to expend if you get hit by one of the undead. Uh, that lasts for six hours, so throughout this battle. So next up we have... Mr. Mace and Mr. Shield. Okay, and they're just going to move up towards Alora for the time being. They know um, we're here now. Hmm? They know we're here because... Uh, yes, well, Alora isn't hiding. Okay, so he's moving up towards her. Okay, next up we have you, Ogvar. Okay, so there's no point trying to be stealthy anymore. Nope, okay. Okay. Or have they not seen me yet? They haven't seen you, but they can see Alora, so... And uh, Esther's kind of hidden at the moment. Yeah, so, so I was thinking, I might as well do it. And dive across here and move silently and get up aside. I was going to say, I'll be moving silently. Okay, so if you're diving across, you're actually just fully diving across. Uh, that's sort of a bit of a shifty sort of shuffle. Okay, well, make me a tumble check. Tumble? You'll be using your decks. My dexterity is plus two. Right, okay, so add plus two. That'd be 12 all in. Okay, yeah, you manage to have a bit of a dive. You get a little nifty forward roll in there while you go. Nice. And move silently. That'd be a 21 all in. No, not natural, no? No. no. Okay, yeah, they really don't notice you. Okay. You you dive and you, you slip past and you go past the door and you kind of dive over her leg in this forward roll and there's not even a swish from your cloak. You kind of land on your elbow and you take the impact and you soften it and you kind of roll straight up by Esther and she looks at you and she's very impressed. Are you sure you're not sick of the <laughs> she, she, she raises an eyebrow and goes, Ooh. Oh, not back. Yep. So, I can still have an attack? Yep. Okay, so I'm close enough now to do a point blank shot. Yep. Shield, I think it is. Point blank gives you a plus one to hit, doesn't it? And you've also got the plus two against a dead. Okay, so roll to hit. Is it a natural one? Oh, <laughs> oh, it's a natural one. That one. Oh, God. Um, yeah, so you, you've you just completed this action and it is so cinematic, you get the full slow-mo as you dive and the wind ripples through your cloak and you dive and you land and you roll up and you, you get really overconfident and you roll and you come up to shoot and you pull your string back on your bow and then you just drop the arrow. <laughs> it just dro- The arrow just drops and it clashes on the floor. Oh dear. <laughs> Butterfingers. Let's do it go. Anticlimax. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but as you've stood up, they are now aware that you are there. Okay, so. They just shouted butterfingers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we have the axe 
and the spear zombie, they're now going to move up because they've clocked you. So, one, two, three, four, five, six. Getting close to Esther now. Though we can't see Esther there, which is incredible. And then, one, two, three, four. And he's going to try and like flop over the bench because zombies aren't smart. Okay, who's next? Uh, that'd be me because I don't know what I'm doing. It's my job. Okay, so next up is Qin. Okay, well, now that I'm out of my way, yep. I can actually get out. Yep. And I'm going to rush forward. And I'm going to uh, attack Axe. Axe. Yep, okay, so you push forward and roll to hit. 14, attack, 16. Yep, hits. Roll your damage. Four. Four points of damage. Yeah. Okay, there we go. So, we have now... It is... Esther! Esther springs up from where she's hiding behind the wooden bench and she rushes forwards towards the zombie holding the spear and she attempts to slice the zombie. So she's going to roll to hit with her long sword, which is going to be B plus strength. She hits with a 24, uh, plus 3, so she hits with a 27, rolls damage off, she rolls 8 points of damage onto him, and then she goes for her second attack on the same zombie, with a, oh my god, with a 19 which threatens critical, no she doesn't, she doesn't go critical, but she does do damage and she does another d8 plus 4, so she does another 6 points of damage. Okay, so Esther rushes forwards from where she's hiding behind this pew and she draws her sword, she slices upwards and then comes back down and she deals two massive gashes across this zombie's chest and she takes a decent chunk of his health right out of him. Okay, so next up we have Elora. I would like to go with Orb of Acid again to the zombie directly in front of me. Yep. I mean, I'm not going to move because he's about, what, ten feet away? Five foot, yeah, ten foot, yeah. Yeah, about ten foot away, so I'm just going to I'm just gonna fling that straight at him. Right, okay, roll to hit. That's thirteen. Yep, hits. Sorry, no, 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 twelve. Hits. Oh, yes. Cool. Okay, 2d6. Oh, that's nine points of damage. That's more like. Okay, nine points of damage. Okay, so you stand there and you fling, you put your palm up and you fling this orb of acid and it hits this zombie straight in the side of the neck and it starts dissolving all like the neck tissue and you can see like the connective tissue which is already really degraded. It's just kind of snapping and its head's now on one side just leaning oh, on its shoulder. And you can imagine if it leans forward, its head's probably going to go and flop forwards. Okay, so then we have, next up we have the mace. Mace is going to take a couple of steps forward towards Laura and is going to try and swing for Laura. Does a seven hit? Strangely, no! No. Ha ha! Okay, <laughs> yep, no, it doesn't God. hit, so you're fine. He just, he swings and his neck, well, no, it's not his neck, sorry, uh, he swings and he misses straight up, clips the wall slightly and that's the end of his turn. The shield, he's going to attempt to back up his spear buddy 
So he's going to walk up towards Esther and he's going to try and bash Esther with his shield. He manages it. He wanders up and he swings his shield upwards into Esther and he knocks her off balance and she takes she takes eight points of damage from this zombie just bashing its shield into her and you hear her kind of squeak a bit but she doesn't seem to be too badly battered okay and uh, next is Ogvar okay so which way is the front of the church? The pews facing that way, are they? Uh, yes, so, they're facing that way. Okay, so I would like to just stand myself up on top of the pew to get a, a better look at the guy with the shield. Okay, so you're standing on top of a very thin piece of wood, are you? Yeah. Roll me a balance check. Be seven. Uh, you're all kind of straddling it. You're all kind of sat on. You're sat on this pew. You're not really stood on it. You can't really get it. Uh, trying to get above his shield. Kind of. Yeah, I say shabby. You're like one knee on the wood and kind of one foot on the actual bench of the pew. So you're kind of propping yourself up. But okay. You've got a bit of extra height on you. Okay. So I'd like to shoot a silver arrow towards his head, please. Roll to hit. That would be a twenty all in. Twenty all in hits. Okay. Roll damage. So it's I rolled a two plus two for my. Favoured enemy, so yep. it's four damage. Did you have any extra damage on your... No, you didn't. You get plus four damage on to shield. So next up we have Axe. Axe is going to take a swing at the Paladin. It's a 16 hit. That's... Yeah, unless... Well, I have to say beforehand. Uh, no, just whenever if you just want to use your reaction, so if you see him coming towards you, you can use your reaction to go, nope. No, I'll, I'll, let it, I'll let it go, I won't use it yet. Right, you only take six points of damage. So then next up we have, that was Axe, we have Spear. Spear's going to take a jab at Esther. So Spear's going to roll, he's going to see if he can hit. Yikes, I should really stop rolling. He jabs Esther, and he does six points of damage to Esther, he does. Okay, she's not looking too bad. I mean, he's jabbed her, and it's, you can see she's taken a blow by it, but she's no way looking like she's going to fall down at any second at all. Okay, so next up is Kewin. Okay, well, I'm going to attack Axie in front of me. Okay, Axie's going to get axed. Okay. That's a... 19 plus 4, so Is that critical? Yes. Roll to confirm oh, critical. Oh, here we go again. Oh, nice. oh 19 again. 19. <laughs> Christ. Right, okay, you've done critical. So roll damage, add your modifiers, and then double it. Right, so. So that's 7 plus 2 is 9. Double it. Double it is 18. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a D10 you just... It's, it's just rolled uh, yeah. seven on a D10. Yeah, my... Uh, plus what? Uh, plus how many? Plus two. Wow. Okay. Plus, plus... Yeah, so that's... I'm going to shout to Cohen. I'm going to shout to Cohen. You hit that mother! Okay. So this... This bloke, this uh, zombie with an axe, he's wandered up, he's done you a bit of damage. Elora's kind of melted off his neck, so his head's lolling on the side like that and he's walking his head's going backwards and forwards as like all the sinews just like disconnected and it's just kind of rolling around on the one side of his head and you take your what we're using your flail, flail yeah <laughs> you take your flail and you kind of take this big swing to wind yourself up 
you bring your flail down overhead and it comes down straight on top of his skull and it crushes his skull, brains go everywhere, his neck collapses onto the one side where it's already weakened and you literally bury his head inside of his body. <laughs> so you basically you've just got a zombie stood there with a flail for a head. It is dead. Should have called him Ikea. Flat pack. <laughs> Take that, you beast! <laughs> and you just hear from the other side, Wonderful form, my dear! <laughs> okay, so he's been obliterated. Next one up is Spear. Spear's once again going to try and... Oh, no, it was you, sorry. Sorry, it was you. So Esther's up now. She's going to take a slice at Spear. 22 to hit. That definitely hits. Dealing 1d8 plus 4. So she deals 12 points of damage to Spear. Right, so she takes her blade and she then, after having it still upwards from where she's done an upward slash on the spear last time, she just brings it straight across and lops its head clean off. Okay. Spear is dead, so you can knock Spear over. Okay. And then with her second attack, she takes a punt at Shield. Shield an extra plus two onto his PC. So. Um, she hits Shield and she's going to roll. Nine points of damage onto shield. Okay, so then she finishes her turn by immediately slicing off Spear's head, and as soon as she's done that, she just carries on with her swing and she buries it into the upper arm of she of the zombie with the shield. And next up is Alora. Right. Well, he's right in my. I'm, I mean, I'm up close to person with him, so I I can't walk away from. Casting will provoke attack of opportunity there. Will it? Yeah, because you're within five foot and you're trying to cast. I can't step out of... You can take a five foot step, yeah. Yeah, I can take a five foot step round and not out of the space. Yeah, you can. If I step out of his personal space, that's going to provoke an attack of opportunity. I can step to his left or to his right, but I can't step away. You can literally take a step back there, or you can take a step there. Surely if I step away from him, that's provoking an attack of opportunity. Not a five foot step. Five foot steps do not provoke attack of opportunity. If you were taking 10 foot and using your movement to take 10 foot, you would, but you were using a 5 foot step, which is a bonus action, which does not provoke attack of opportunity. So if I take a 5 foot step and then cast? Yeah, you can do that. Take a 5 foot step step backwards. Yeah, I'll go around the back (laughs) behind Q in 5 foot step, and I've still got line of sight on him. And once again, I'm going to go with the Orb of Acid again. Okay. Onto him. Roll to hit. No, that's an 8. Not going to hit, sorry. Okay, so you throw this orb of acid and it misses and it splashes into the wall where this where you took that chunk out of the wall and it all the rough edges which were on that wall it just melts them down so it's nice and smooth now. There you go. Mm, very nice. Okay, so next up we have the mace. Mace is going to attempt to hit Qin as he's right in front of him. So Mace is going to roll to hit with a plus three. Would a seven hit? <laughs> Not a chance. Oh. Okay, so he goes to hit you and he just kind of bumbles into your shield. Um, okay. Then we have shield is up next. Shield is going to take an attempt at bashing Esther. And shield is not going to manage to bash Esther. He tries to bring his shield over, but her sword is still buried in her arm and she just kind of uses it to push him away. Then we have Ogvar, you're up next. Okay, Ogvar still being in a Sort of semi-heroic pose. Semi-heroic pose, possibly hero with a bad back. <laughs> Not quite got. <laughs> Esther may have a walking stick upstairs. You can borrow. 
So I'm going to use a point blank shot now. Yep. Towards shield. Yep. So she rolls here and then. This will be 12 plus a 4 plus. That hits. Roll damage. Yeah, it's, um, it's 5 plus 2, which is 7 all in for the damage. Right. So you release this arrow and it flies straight past his shield and buries into the shoulder of his shield arm. And this is really inhibiting his movements now. Because um, he's obviously got this arrow in his arm, he's trying to work around. He's looking beaten, he's looking a bit bloodied. There's various implements of weaponry just using him as a knife block, basically. Right. <laughs> so, yep. Next up is Spear. Spear's dead, Spear isn't up next at all. So next up is Kiwin. Okay, um, going to attack Mace. Yep, well to hit. 10 plus 4 is 14. You hit. Roll your damage. 4 plus 2 6. So you do 6 points of damage. So then, is that your turn? Yes. Okay, so Esther is up next. She's going to take another swing for shield. She doesn't hit. She pulls her sword out of the zombie with the shield's arm and she goes to swing again and maybe it's her joints. They just kind of, ooh! And she doesn't hit. She just kind of brings the sword back to her side. Okay, so next up is Elora. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just... I'm... I am just going with the same spell again. I am going to cast Orb of Acid on this dude just to the one side of Kuin that I have yep. line of sight on. Mace. Oh, Mace, sorry, is that his name? Mace. Uh, but one thing I'm going to do before I do that is I'm going to move back uh, 5, 10, 15, 15. I'm going to move back 20 foot. Okay. I'm going to put some space in and I'm going to fire Orb of Acid over Your Orb of Acid is a cantrip, is it? Uh, no, it's a level one spell. How many of those do you have? Uh, this will be my last one. Okay. Right, yep, so roll to hit. Okay. That's 17 to hit. You hit. Roll damage. 2d6. 6 and a 2, that'll be 8 points of damage. 8 points of damage onto Maze. Lovely. Okay, so then we have Mace is up next. Now, Mace has just been hit by an orb of acid again. So he's going to try and charge... Well, I say charge. He's trying to go and move towards the source of that acid. So he's going to go up towards Laura. Uh, move him 15 feet because he's been splashed with a load of acid. So, 5, 10, 15, is that sort of way? Yep, so as he moves up towards Laura, Kieran, can you make me an attack of opportunity, please? Oh, he's got to move past Kieran, hasn't he? Yep. Nice. So roll to hit. 18. That was threatening your critical. No, I'm 19. Okay. Wonderful. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> roll your damage. Okay. One of three. Three points of damage, okay. Better than a kick in the eye. Better than a fly in the eye. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> so as he wanders past Q and he takes this bit of a blow onto the shoulder and it stumbles, he stumbles a bit and he doesn't go as far as he was intending. He doesn't make it all the way up to a Laura. Uh, next up is Shield. Um, Shield is going to change his method of attack and he's going to try and shove Ogvar off of his bench. Uh, so he's going to try and hit you with his shield. Does a 9 hit? No, it doesn't. 
Okay, he makes an attempt to shove you, but it just wildly falls short, so he's just kind of shoving the air in front of you. Um, you get a nice breeze from it, a bit refreshing. Okay, up next is you, Ogvar. Okay, so movement phases, changing weapon, isn't it? You can change your weapon, yeah. Okay, so now I'm going to change to Silver Battle Axe. Yep. Means he is so close. Yep. And strike at him, strike at shield with the Silver Battle Axe. So that's going to be a 10. Okay, 10 does not hit. Okay. Sorry. You change your weapon and you go to strike at it, but he just catches it on the edge of his shield. And I'm just... Right, okay. So then, who is next? Who is next? It is... Kewin, you're next. What? One of my... What's it? it class features is Smart Evil. Oh, dear. Right, okay. Guns out. Okay, so I am gonna swipe it, your mace. So you turn around to do it, because he's he's now behind you. Yep. Yep, so you turn around and that puts you in flanking, I believe. Flanking gives you a plus two to hit. Plus six. Yep, so if you roll your. 13. 13, it's on mace. Yep, 13 hits. Roll your damage. Two, so two plus two is another four. Yep, four points of damage onto Mr. Mace. Oh! 21 plus your smite. What's your smite? Two. Another two, so that's six. You, he, you walk up behind him and you take your flail and you catch him good and proper across his back. It rips whatever rags are left on his back and it takes a good chunk of flesh which is now hanging off his bones. And he's looking really, really bad shape. Um, so yeah. Next up is Esther. Esther's going to take another swipe at Spear. Shoot. No. Yes. Sorry. She doesn't hit anyway. Uh, she's getting a bit tired now. I think you could say. It's well past her Um Lots of excitement this evening. And then it's on to... It's on to Laura then. Okay. I will... Yeah, I I will cast uh, disrupt undead on dude. Right. What does that do? Um, well, if if I make a successful roll, it uh, directs a ray of positive energy. Must reach, make a ranged touch attack to hit. If the ray hits an undead creature, it deals one d six points of damage to it. Okay, so you've got a plus two to hit because you're flanking. That would be a three, so I miss. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I haven't moved yet. Can I now move? Yes. <laughs> Good. I'm going. Uh, uh, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. I'm going 30 foot that way. Okay. Right, so next up is Mace. Mace has no enemy now in front of him, so he's going to spin around and try and attack you in. Bring it on. 19 to hit. Oh! Yes. After a continuation of the conversation with Esther, an untimely, unwelcome and very undead interruption occurred, dragging our heroes away from their comfort zone by the fire. Downstairs in the church, things quickly got out of hand, and it was time for the four to face their foes. Hi there, I'm Yasmin and I'm the DM. I thoroughly hope you're all enjoying the campaign that we're creating together. Unfortunately, I don't get paid to babysit this lot, and there's always something more they want, whether that's new content, new books or new minis. I may be able to write a money tree into the campaign, however I can't make one in real life. 
This is where you can jump in and be the valiant knight saving the princess from the dragon. Or more accurately, the DM from her players. If you could spare just a few coins to help support what we do, it would be very much appreciated by all of us here at the Dungeons & Dragons Podcast UK. And your heroic deed shall be known throughout the land as we sing your praises at the top of our voices on our podcast. To demonstrate the depths of your generosity, please click on the link in the bio to this episode, which will take you to our Buy Me an Ale page, where you can easily donate to our cause. We would be more than grateful if you did this. Truly. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Having you as a listener means everything to us. So, whichever streaming service you choose to listen to us with, please give us a like, subscribe and follow. We would love for you to join us on our Facebook or Twitter page, where you can catch up with all of our latest news. While you're waiting for the next episode of Secrets of the Silver City, why not pop over to our website, where you can read all of the information about this campaign, from backstories to setting. All of the links are in the bio of this episode. Join us again next week for the next instalment. Thank you for listening. 